Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. For over 100 years, Trico has been the leader in innovation and ingenuity for everything wiper blades. Trico was the first to mass produce wiper blades, and they have received numerous awards from vehicle manufacturers who trust Trico to put the best product on their vehicles. One of their products, the Trico Neoform, is designed to match your vehicle's exact connection. That means no more guessing, no more hassle, and no more confusion while installing your wiper blades. Not only are they easy to install, but they are high-quality beam blades built to beat any type of weather. Trico Ultra Wiper Blades are American-made premium beam wiper blades that shine in any weather. These wiper blades also feature a unique design that converts wind force into extra pressure, allowing for maximum windshield contact. Go to wipers123.com and use promo code MIGHTY at checkout and receive $10 off your next order of $40 or more. That's wipers123.com and use promo code MIGHTY at checkout and receive $10 off your next order of $40 or more. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one ruining your work-from-home neighbor fuckboy, Johnny J. All you gotta do is trust me. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Oh, he's tired. He's rapidly aging. It's depressing to be here for every single day of that. I'm talking about my dog. For people who don't know that or maybe tuning in for the first time and are wondering if my brother is rapidly aging and dying. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, one of us returning, two fresh guests. You know them, you love them. They're the hosts of the Who Shot You pod. We got Drea Clark, Ify Wadaway, and Alonzo Duralde. Hey. How's it going? Also, I'm just going to point this out for the listeners at home. You pointed towards your dog, but there was no dog on camera. Is your dog not in the room? Nah, he's not in the room. It's just a (laughs) habit. He usually is because he like licks the lotion off the guest's legs and shit. But... uh, (laughs) If they're if they're wearing shorts, if they're wearing shorts and not ashy, uh, my dog will lick your uh, legs. 
And he's gone because my wife works from home now and he's a mama's boy, so he sits at the foot of her desk all day. I Couldn't appreciate give a fuck the explanation <laughs> of what Arthur was because I've listened to several of these, never understood, and was like, is this a bit? Do we pretend he's got a guy in the closet? I'll go along with it. Drea, I had to start telling people because people had the same thing. They thought like I had like a producer named Arthur who sat quiet the entire show and never spoke to anyone and they just assumed i'm such a fucking steamroller that of course this guy would never get a word in or whatever and i'm like i had to come out and be like he's a boston terrier he's been like <laughs> i realize and also he hasn't been in since i started zooming he hasn't been in the room i i guess i maybe have to work on my intro it's been adapted i i, I guess no, i'll have man. to i'll ask can new pretend layers. he's near you He's definitely Presumably. near me. It's yeah. radio. It can be anything you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living that apartment life. My dog is not in the room, but he's nine feet away. And my yeah. wife is 11 feet away. Exactly. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> we make six figures and live <laughs> like this. Welcome to Los Angeles. <laughs> it's the um, dream. Speaking of Los Angeles, that's where they make movies. And it is I Miss Movies Month here on High and Mighty because I miss movies. So I, st and, and this being keeping the pattern of the most self indulgent podcast of all time, I decided to invite my friends who know about movies and talk about movies for a living to come on my podcast and talk to me about movies for free. It's a ripoff for them <laughs> and it works out great for me. So I'm so happy to have the host of Who Shot You here to talk about today is Christmas Eve when this episode is released Ooh. and we will be talking about holiday movies which is mm. a uh we all have varying degrees we do have our yoda our jedi master yoda alonzo here <laughs> yeah I, I just to say for people who don't know alonzo is um as if he calls him the christmas zaddy oh, and yeah. has literally <laughs> written a book called have yourself a movie little christmas yeah so all my so, christmas stands get right, that book so when this theme came up if and i are like well i mean we probably know more than like your average <laughs> bear but alonzo <laughs> is not your average bear cha 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 well the, yeah. the, se the secret of things is if you become an expert in a thing that nobody else wanted to be the expert in then you are <laughs> no one's gonna challenge you on that topic yeah. yeah yeah no one's better than me at lighting my pubes on fire for instance <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to try to top me. <laughs> it's, it's for flair only. There's not like distance or anything or time. The competition is style it's, only. It's the spectacle. <laughs> uh, but it means so much to so many people. And like, I think we're coming up on the time. It's December 1st that we're recording this. So we're coming up on the time where everyone's going to be tweeting about Die Hard and Gremlins <laughs> and all these uh, Christmas adjacent movies. And Every channel, every streamer is putting out, you know, a thousand uh, DVDs with uh, or a thousand movies with red backgrounds with a uh, beautiful white couple kissing or <laughs> standing in front of a sleigh or whatever. There's, it's time for a thousand of those movies to drop. But I want to talk about holiday movies because they because Drea, you're like you said, you're not that much of a Christmas okay, movie. Again, yet. mine's in comparison with Alonzo. Right. <laughs> I'm decent. I mean, like, I'm a film professional. Right, exactly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> like, when you said that, I was like, I feel like we could fake it. We might not even ever get to a Christmas movie. My best. <laughs> Your reaction, I said something about how I just only like to rewatch Christmas in Connecticut, and you didn't even know what that was, so I figured I was going to be okay. Yeah, was, <laughs> oh, if your bar is like you're worried about being uninformed, this is like the goal of this host. Like, <laughs> Doing that obnoxious <laughs> intro and being dumb, every one of my guests looks genius and like they are 
recording professionals. <laughs> Thank you for the pedestal. Yes. yes. Uh, so where do we where do we all land on the? Are we? Ex- does you, do you watch them year round? Do you watch your movies seasonally? Because I'm a spooky movie October guy, and then yeah. I am a little bit of a holiday movie December guy, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, re- I recently got asked like the "What's your favorite holiday?" question, and realized, uh, you know, by series of process of elimination, really thinking of it, that I am a Christmas guy. Uh, <laughs> but I just, you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's so funny. This is going to be a light inside, uh, baseball thing. But I think when you start out doing like comedy, there's this, like this ironic disconnect you have to have from everything. Like you can't take anything too seriously because then you're not a comedian. And I find that now that I'm getting older and then also just more successful in my career so I could do whatever I want. Uh, <laughs> like I've been more open to just really leaning into things like hiking, uh, being a plant dad, making my own <laughs> mead. And now, uh, it was, it was Christmas. Like I went all in and especially, you know, I have Naomi, I have a four year old who's like, very expressive and like into like she's at the age now where she's like oh yeah i like this is my jam and i was like okay let me just you know get it started i bought one of the four feet rinky dink trees it's really looking i'm trying my hardest to get it out of this charlie brown christmas tree phase but it's looking (laughs) rough and she walked up to it and pointed and turned around goes that you need to put a star on that and i was like okay relax i just I just got it. Give like me you baby can, steps here, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, Dad. This is a huge step for Dad. So I need you to relax. Uh, but yeah, I tried to get some. I, I was like, all right, I'm a. I I went to Target. <laughs> And I was like, all right, your boy's going all out. I'm getting all the Christmas things, all the lights, all that. I'm going to get this garland. It's going to be all around my my whole uh, my whole apartment. And then I got it. And, and this is how far it went. Like, For the listeners, Iffy is showing us his eight-foot garland. <laughs> that, that singular. Is a single garland, and it's draped along the very top crevice yeah. of Great place as it vent. goes above the vent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody, don't even worry about a mantle. You can just shove it right up against the ceiling. Uh, Closer to God. I'll drop you guys some pics into the email of my my current apartment look because my wife is a decorating head and a mm. holiday head, nice. and this is yeah. our first Christmas in the apartment ever since we moved really? here eight yeah. years ago. Oh, right, because you probably went to family and we stuff We went to elsewhere. family all the time, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so this is our first year not doing that. So we're like, we, we get to create our Christmas traditions this year, which is a very exciting thing. Ooh. And movies will be an integral part of that as movies have been an For integral sure. part of our relationship. Nice. So I'm looking forward to like, we're picking a couple of Christmas movies. We might do... There's talk that we might just watch The Godfather 1, 2, and 3 on Christmas Eve and do The Seven Fishes, but we're doing, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the air right now. But yeah. I've, you- I've also, like, because I live by myself, so I'm also not going to be with family this year because, you know, 2020. But I've, <laughs> I've centered my Christmas plans around movies, except for they're about releases because I'm planning to watch Wonder Woman 1984 and Pixar Soul. Um, neither of which are holiday movies. Um, but, but they're dropping Christmas much... Day, dang it. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we're gonna we're gonna make this work. I'll I'll, throw, I'll still end up with a 
Good Old Christmas in Connecticut, which is a Barbara Stanwyck film that I'm not joking about. It's a classic. I didn't it's think a, you were joking. I believe okay, that good. exists. <laughs> Well, like I said, I picked the most pedestrian-sounding film name. I know. And if you didn't know... Be careful not to go with the uh, remake, which was the only film directed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Stop. No way. I forgot oh, yeah. about that. Every time you've told me that, I immediately delete it from my brain. Like, I don't want that information in there. It's a trauma that you can't... Oh, my God. Uh, also, hang a weird effing choice for him. Oh. Yeah, it was it was for for cable, and it starred uh, Diane Cannon and uh, Chris Christopherson and I Tony mean, Curtis, and it's terrible. No, <laughs> I thought I knew everything about Arnold. That is exciting. Well, yeah, I see. Christmas Connecticut came out in 1945, so a, a little bit before my birthday. I, I that's why. Okay, I kid, that. settle down. <laughs> Did he just age me? Did he just try and age me? I made you seventy. I made you seventy-eight years old. <laughs> I thought the joke. I thought the joke would be pretty obvious that it would have been way too long ago for you to have seen that in the theater. Well, but then I was like, oh! <laughs> this, is a, this is an audio program. People can't see us. Related to that, we did for Maximum Fun um, this like online fun drive thing this year and I'm super into skincare so Ifi and Alonzo nicely went along and I like talked them through my routine and I made a joke at one point about like, well, obviously it works for me because I'm 57 or something or 63. I said something to me absurdly old. And there was a chat thread. And in the thread, someone was like, she does look really good for 57. Like, <laughs> never, never open that door. No. Yeah. It's like oh. running with a weighted vest on and not telling anyone. People are like, he's not, you know, like, that's pretty fast for a 400 pounder. It's like, I, I'll take the compliment. But I like, that's when you tell your people re your real age and they go, oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, never mind. And you're like, oh, no, no, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Gamers, you look great for 48. I'm 38. Oh, well, then, fuck, man. Get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no. Oh. Also, yes. seasonally, back to your first question of, I, yeah, I, I don't watch them year-round, the Christmas movies. I know they're available year-round now. <laughs> um, but I think one of the reasons is, is not just the season, but, like, I'm from Minnesota originally, so generally... Christmas and winter is white and freezing and like my soul and <laughs> um, and my exterior. I'm just a white frigid woman. And there's something about living in California for the last however many years, the absence of seasons that like using movies is more necessary to mark the kind of year I'm in <laughs> because certainly like the trees and sky are not doing that for me. So... Yeah. Yeah, it might uh, it is like a way to see snow. Also, <laughs> Christmas streets that are decorated for Christmas as movie as like, you know, production design and set yes. deck. It just looks great. Oh, Shane they Black so knows it. They're all like, shot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Shit, yeah, yeah. Like your kiss, kiss, bang, bang was like this. I love that as a, because it's also in L.A. So it's ridiculous. Right, so but the one yeah. I do have a real fondness for. There's so many Canadian Christmas rom-coms and mm -hmm. they shoot them factory style, like through the summer. And oh, they're yeah. just amazing. It's just this cast of people just sweating in their like beautiful peacoats <laughs> with like this crumbly looking rice snow. <laughs> I love it. Like if you've spent time in real snow, there's nothing funnier than watching people 
pretend to be cold. Yeah, if you took Hallmark movies out of Canada, I think like the city of Vancouver would would crumble into yeah. dust. I don't know what yeah. else they would have happening there. But but yeah, there, there's definitely a difference between the movie where you can see people's breath and the ones where like no one's wearing gloves or scarves. They've just barely got the coat on because you can tell they're all just about to pass out from heat stroke. Yeah. Ugh. We got to shoot this in June in New Orleans uh, for the tax breaks. <laughs> oh my god and it's like looks like a time to kill like everyone's just dripping sweat yes. and you're like please please don't make me wear the scarf please not the scarf <laughs> Uh, I, I was not a Christmas movies year round person, even like, I mean, I, when I wrote the book, obviously, you know, I, I, I it took me a year to, to sort of do the research and stuff. So, you know, I was, that was the one time that I was sort of spending the summer with, you know, God bless us, everyone wafting out of my window every two hours. Um, I, I have become that person in the last couple of years just because I have, I've found that in the current shit show cycle that we're in that began with the, uh, the election and uh, inauguration of that man, um, that, you know, I, that's my happy place. Like, I, I, I don't have antidepressants. I have the Hallmark Channel. And uh, and so, yeah, so they're going to they're gonna show them, you know, during the year, like every Thursday and Friday night or whatever. I will be there for it. And I'm it'll home. just Exactly. And it's, it's especially, yeah, especially this year. Yeah, I'm here. And, I might and, as well. And, and, and I'm not alone in that because, like, like when, when, the, when the original lockdown started in March – Hallmark started doing these 24-hour Christmas marathons like for an entire for entire weekends. It's like, okay, so this is everybody's happy place. It's not just me. Like a lot of people, this is a thing yeah. to kind of flock to and look at and just let your mind go. And so, like, yeah, I just I find them really comforting. Doesn't matter how many times I've seen them. I, I have, you know, it will depend on how engaged I am with it a lot. It's it, I've gotten very good at making it video wallpaper, but you know, boy, do I know my like the character Canadian character actors so much better than I used to. Like I know who the moms are. You know all are. your uh, the Vancouver local U fives like that. Oh. So like, oh, he booked another barista role <laughs> for sure. But like I mean, you know, because the the leads are always either like former soap people or former like '90s sitcom stars. You know, because it's all part of the nostalgia thing of these. Yeah. But dang it, I I know like my Susan Hogan moms versus my Terrell Rothery moms versus. <laughs> my BJ Harrison's like I know these actresses now from from sheer repetition. I'm glad they deserve so that. Happy. They deserve to have a fan. Absolutely. You know, their name. Oh. Can I yeah. can I share before lest I forget it that when you know we decide we're like we're gonna talk movies, we're gonna talk Christmas movies. And in the last week of my life, I read something i'm a little obsessed with reddits am i the asshole i've talked about it to the oh, guys yeah. before yes. mm-hmm. yeah, it's a great and one. there was an and i'm am i the asshole and it's christmas movie related and i have to share it because it also seems like something that would be of interest to iffy who has like a special set of skills and this am i the asshole was a woman who was talking about um how she sexually fetishizes the Grinch and <laughs> wanted her boyfriend to pl- to not just like role play as the Grinch, but like vi- this is not how I see you, Iffy, but like have like a violent role play as the Grinch. But okay. the best part of it was not just that that question was there because, you know, 
it's a wide world, you know, find there's a, a peg for every hole, as they say. But as, it was as we say every night in my house. <laughs> but it was, her, it was the follow up of uh, this is a common fetish. I don't know why all you guys are freaking out. (laughs) And so somebody Googled it and there truly is this like wide. And this is the iffy part of like the online research that there are all of these markings of women, especially who sexually fetishize the Grinch. And, and do I they, did not know that, and I want other people to know that. Do they I'm call themselves? Are they Cindy Lou Who's in this? Um, <laughs> I, in think this it, I think it varies. I think they're like the the um, fantasy. Or is this Christine Baranski's fault from that live action movie? <laughs> oh my god, Christine! I would like Christine Baranski as a who is more my fetish. But like, <laughs> I think for, I think for the Grinch women, it's they want him to sneak in their homes. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like overlapping some other common, less spoken about fetishes. Yeah. And they, I they, found they, they hear that ornament rolling across the floor and they just get excited. Yes. <laughs> I mean, Ooh. not to get unpack it too much, but it is like the safest, like, it's like a nullified home invasion where it's like if someone like it's the home invasion fetish without the danger of what comes along with that because it's it's fucking Jim Carrey and CGI yeah. makeup or whatever or and, a cartoon more likely. And he's going to yeah. bring it all back the next day so. Right? right? <laughs> bring that back here the sizes. next day baby. <laughs> yeah. You say to the Grinch as he's packing up and leaving. You bring yes. that shit back here the next day. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> if am I wrong? Do you not love when people have Real quirky sexual uh, specific fetishes oh, yeah, no, are the that's, best. That's my favorite thing. It is yeah. all, it is interesting territory when you get into like violent stuff because like especially for me and probably like Gabrus, we're big dudes. So like if you're like, oh man, I want you to slap me, I'm like, I'm a, I'm not, I can't know. Like I'm a big ass, you know. Like maybe you know some wafy, you know. Echo Park glasses beanie dude like can get away with that but like this is like I'm, I'm packing heat yeah. I'm, I'm never I'm never comfortable with that I'm yeah, like are you no. kidding like I like strip a screw like weekly by accident like I don't fo- I have like Lenny strength sometimes I'm not gonna fucking I'll, I'll put my hands near your throat. Somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, out, somewhere out there, there is a submissive who likes to tie one reindeer antler to the top of his head and get, you know, <laughs> face the lash. Uh, I, I used to say this thing about fetishes. Somewhere, there is someone who is down for anything. List a name, a thing. There's a. Is there a term for that? A band you've never heard of, a band that no one has ever heard of, is someone's favorite band. One person. Maybe it's the drummer's wife, but it's their favorite band. Like every band is someone's favorite band. One of my favorite one of my favorite captions on the internet ever was it was some article about like dumb comic stuff, and it was an image of Superman and a mummy wrestling in front of a dam that was bursting. And the caption just said, Because this is the internet, someone somewhere is masturbating to this. There's that's a thing. It's called Rule Thirty Four. If it exists, there is porn of it. Well, I, Reddit is a great place to find out that your fetish isn't that weird. Like yeah. that's like the best thing about the internet is just yeah. like you. Like I'm so uncomfortable with this. It's like I want the Grinch to peg me, and like 400 people are like, nope. "Do it! I love it." Yes. You're like, "Whoa!" That, I hope. I, I, yeah, I love when you see that on Twitter alone. too. Anyone else want to get? You know, anyone else want? Uh, 
Like I, I'm in love with Jerry from fucking Succession in the way I, I want her to talk to me exactly like she talks to Kieran Culkin. And I'm like, I feel crazy because I think they're playing it for comedy. And then I was like, I find this hot. Like <laughs> Kevin Porter, shout him out. Uh, and all my friends were like, uh, me too, dude. I totally get this. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, that's what I feel like. Everything that used to be weird, now that we have the internet and can uh, like connect with our other weirdos, nothing's weird anymore because like, yeah, I, I'm not the only one. I'm not. You know, <laughs> so yeah, what it's you're like saying that weird is- tribalism of like when it's positive in that it's like we all want to fuck the Grinch that we can <laughs> we can find each other online, but yeah. also we all want to you know start a boogaloo. We can also <laughs> find that online, unfortunately, yeah. and it's like. Uh, f- let's just let p- the Grinch peg us a little more than trying to start new civil wars. Like, right? that's- like <laughs> spend more time getting pegged. You heard it here. Peace talks yeah. with gay yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that, that needs to be a platform I'm, that you yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to, to hear what mayor. you're saying is that I have not ruined the Grinch who stole Christmas. In fact, I have maybe really opened some doors for <laughs> yeah. a lot oh, yeah. of people about starting to appreciate I, it. Exchange your AR-15 for a Grinch-shaped vibrator program. <laughs> and- <laughs> oh, man. That's, oh, that's, how, that's how Drea wins her Nobel Peace Prize. Just in Copenhagen, like getting a medal. You're like, I honestly, I, I read a Reddit thread and brought it up on a podcast. And look who we are now. Like, Gun violence know. is saved. Everyone's home, just getting fucking railed by the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect to get here, but yeah. I didn't expect a lot of this year. So, oh. thank you, thank you the for my twenty-nine cries. and a half foot pole. If you, I mean, will. if we're, <laughs> we're talking about the Grinch, has anyone seen the the like new version of the Grinch for the TV musical that everyone? Oh, with Matthew like, Morrison. Yeah, I did. Not, he's too. I, I, he's I, as I, of this recording, it has not aired yet. I was like, yeah. I don't think it's aired yet. I did see but the footage the pic- of him. In on the parade yeah. costume yeah that's that's what i was talking about is people seeing the costume and reacting i was yeah. like they, it felt like they were trying to make him hot and it was like i like the uh, i think that the producers know why and they were keeping yeah, this uh, clearly <laughs> producer drea clark oh, yes. you just learned that this is all your cause yes. that you've been talking <laughs> tell me about this reddit thread that some stranger posted <laughs> So you keep going on. Maybe some people saw the Michael Morrison thing, and you know, like, you know. yeah. Gabrus thought we were here for free, but really, this is all promotion for my musical. Buy Alonzo's book. Watch my musical. Yes, yes. Plugs, baby. Literally, oh, plugs. Oh, there you go. Oh. Save it for the plugs. Nice. I am I am not confident about the musical, but then I didn't think I was going to like the uh, the cartoon version last year from Benedict Cumberbatch. So I I, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? The Benedict Cumberbatch, I can get where that would turn sexy. Oh, like, yeah. he, he turned yeah. sexier for me quicker than the Jim Carrey Grinch. Oh Fair. yeah, no, I was yeah. I, I was even I thinking about the Jim Carrey one. Of them one. starting a little closer to sexy. <laughs> yeah, look, Jim Boris Carey's Karloff is sexier than Jim Carrey. Come on, I would bottom for Smog. <laughs> How dare you? I'm Jim Carrey's babe. Let Smog top me. <laughs> that would be tight. Yeah. That would be tight. <laughs> Desolate me, Smog. Not anymore. <laughs> that would be. Formerly tight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You would need my plugs before then. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Speaking of Christmas and sexuality, uh, crisscrossing. This one is for me. This is from the Christmas movie of my ch- of my youth. I mean, there's tons, but the one that hits me the hardest and stuck with me the longest. It's my uncle's favorite movie, which is an insane sentence to say out loud. But 
National National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That movie, I watch that every year. Object like there's a lot of Christmas movies I watch okay. every year, and Christmas adjacent movies I watch every year. Yeah, but that's a given. I watch that one at least once. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there because everything you said up until you set the title of the movie, I was so sure you were about to say Eyes Wide Shut. Every <laughs> every piece of that sentence up until you set the title, you I was have like, a oh, very he's gonna say Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, if I introduce you to my uncle and you realize he's just a, a mailman, a drunk mailman from. <laughs> Island, you'll have a completely different point of view. How did sexy get us to Christmas vacation exactly? Okay, because uh, thank you, thank you. That's fair. That's a very honest question, and I, I, I truly Beverly read D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah. No, well, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, of course. Christine sure, Brinkley, sure. of in the fantasies, of course. Beverly D'Angelo, husky, a husky voice, busty woman. Thank you. But uh, more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, the. Uh, and you could see the line goes all the way up. It's even just an image that's burned into my head because I watched it when I was the right age. When they're at the department store and she's demonstrating oh. the line in her nylon and she goes, right. see, the line goes all the way up. And he goes, it goes all the way up, huh, Russ? Jesus Christ, Russ, when did you get here? And that is just burned into my head of like <laughs> being a kid, seeing something you're not supposed to see. But now I'm seeing a kid see something yeah, he's yeah. not supposed to. So it's like yeah. the meta version of it. And the image of a woman in stockings, which if you grew up in the 80s, yeah. was equal. Like equatable to sex, like yeah. <laughs> stockings were because if you watched PG thirteen movies, it was like mad hands on stockings, silk stockings, the USA show. So yeah. I've always yeah Nagel. accidentally yeah <laughs> yeah that J Lo music video that was like oh this is borderline pornographic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just Shut didn't know if we were off. I didn't know if we were going to get into a whole discussion of Julia Louis Dreyfus as Margot or not. But oh, you, know, oh, so you do much. you. Why is the floor wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margot. <laughs> Obviously, my favorite moment of that whole movie is well, is Randy Quaid's outfit when he's wearing the dicky yeah, under the, the white sweater, no. and you just get the solid shitters full. <laughs> and like I've said that so many times out of context, and it does not play, but I will not stop saying it. Shitters saying full. it in context is not a situation you want to be no. in either. You don't uh, want I, to love, I love Clark Griswold though. That. You know, Chevy, Chevy, I just said, Chevy Chase, as you know. <laughs> um, Chevy Chase, for all of his like more recent faults, has such a unique and specific star power. And what he unlocks as Fletch and as Clark Griswold. But the other thing I always loved about Clark Griswold that was kind of rare for those was like, that was a guy who was just passionate about his family and like wanting to do right by his kids and he loved his wife and all of the conflicts like as much as there are like risque things in in the overall series as well you know you get the weird like jane krakowski cousin who's like oh, daddy yeah. says i french kiss the best no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no 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 but there's something inherently sweet about that all of clark's manicness mania manicness is is <laughs> concentrated because he just wants to make things so magical for his family and like what a yeah. cool i just loved that there's it's a, a small it's a small thing but you're right and the craziest thing is those two guys make that movie so heartwarming and funny and they're now two legendary psycho assholes but yeah, I mean, the, the, we we could do that for all our favorite movies growing up yeah, if we want. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, look, I've, the ref was a Christmas go-to for me every year, but I'm just not ready for Kevin Spacey yet. Yeah. You know? but no, you're you're right. That like that that scene where Clark's watching the old home movies in the attic. It's like, oh, Ooh. in the middle of this 
like slapstick knockabout comedy. We're going to get this moment where the character is being explained to me, you know, and yeah. and it and it works. It lands. And even in his fantasies, he's like cognizant of not wanting to be an adulterer. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or like <laughs> not wanting to. Oh, don't! I don't even want you to know that I would even think about another woman sexually. Like what? Dude, You're not I've staring had- at the window. Here's TMI, but I've had that in sex dreams, and it's infuriating because I know it's a dream too. And I'm like, I can't. And I'm like, Yes, you totally can. Like She's you can ask your right wife here. If, I, if I'm allowed to fuck in my dreams, and she would say yes. And I am not doing it. Enjoy. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm married. It would be so. I would be. And I'm like, What? Sorry, Katy Perry. Find your own Uber. You know. <laughs> Here you got dressed up like the Grinch for no reason. Yeah, I don't know what you're gonna do with that Grinch costume, but we'll have to figure something out. You're a mean one. Yeah. <laughs> did you guys ever? Well, they do this now. I don't know if they're still doing it, but I think TBS did for years, where they do the 24 hours of the Christmas story. Yeah, so, they still do. <clears throat> I somehow never watched the Christmas story until I'd lived in LA for a while, and then so I saw it as an adult, and it's such a kid nostalgia movie i mean it's a nostalgia movie even you know times two because it's set in the it's, right. set it's well aiming for nostalgia and now has been out long enough that it is also yes, yes, nostalgia like yeah squared <laughs> and so but i remember watching it and the moment when um the little brother when ralphie's little brother comes outside again from minnesota when he comes outside with like the double snowsuit <laughs> and he can't walk and he can't put his arms down crying i was snot crying and the people around me were like you know this plays every day like why in the world like no one should i was like this is the first time i've seen it it was very hard to explain that that had and then not I watched already it sunk 23 in. more times that then i watched it every time yeah i i see I articles love, that's a fucking classic absolute classic chris i mean it's called it's almost like weird like we have to talk about it, but also at the same time, it's like we get it. It's 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 maybe the Christmas movie for like yeah. a lot of people. I get that. I mean, obviously, if they're playing it for twenty four hours straight, it, yeah. it hits hard for some. Well, th- that all came out of the whole thing with "It's a Wonderful Life." You know, when it was in the public domain. I grew up in the seventies. I'm a skosh older than you guys, and it was wallpaper on the TV. Like every shitty, you know, like syndicated UHF channel could play "It's a Wonderful Life" because it was free. It would be a, a, the worst print you ever saw, but they could play it. <laughs> and so in December, it was literally you just like change channels. It was always starting somewhere, or you'd always catch it midway through. And then when it got pulled and they finally like renewed the copyright and you can only, it would, you know, would get shown a couple times a year. Ted Turner very smartly thought, okay, I have this Christmas movie here that did okay at the theater, but nobody ever really talks about it. I'm going to show it for 24 hours straight. And that's, and I'm going to do the, it's a wonderful life thing where it just becomes so omnipresent that people can't not pay attention to it. And then that's how this, the cult of this movie was born. Cause yeah. it, it came out in 83 and it was like, it did all right, but like nobody, it didn't set the world on fire and it didn't immediately pick up on home video either. It was those damn 24 hour screenings that made it what it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Ben and Jerry's has teamed up with Netflix as a joke and churned up something extra special. Punchline ice cream. Now, it's one of those punchlines that I don't fully get because it's the ice cream's not that funny. It's actually serious. 
Seriously, delicious. It's a comedic duo of brown butter bourbon and almond ice creams with roasted almonds and chuckles of cherry. And if you like jokes and ice cream, call the Punchline Hotline at 1-866-PUNCHLINE to hear comedians Wanda Sykes, Fortune Feimster, and Aparna deliver hilarious one-liners to make your day. Uh, Netflix a joke provides a home for fans of stand-up sketch comedy, comedy series, film, and anything in between. Netflix is a joke is where Netflix goes to be funny. Grab yourself a pint of Ben and Jerry's, sit down and put on some Netflix and have a happy holidays. Grab a pint to enjoy with your favorite Netflix comedies anywhere ice cream is sold, or find a new favorite at benjerry.com. That's benjerry.com. B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y. Com. Dig into Ben and Jerry's punchline anywhere ice cream is sold or find a new favorite at benjerry.com. B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. That's benjerry.com. Tis the season to be cooking your food yourself at home. And I know that sounds stressful and hard for a lot of people, but HelloFresh makes it easy and stress-free. It makes it Gabrus-proof. Switch whatever word you want with Gabrus in that sentence, but it gives you an idea of how simple this is. Convenient, no-contact delivery. They drop all the stuff off at your door. Uh, cuts out all the meal planning and grocery store trips. You know, less time in public could be safe, and you know, or at least helps benefit your lazy lifestyle. And it's cheaper. It's way easier to... Uh, and. Okay, and here's the most important thing. I know I'm all over the place, but uh, the variety and the fact that you don't have to make the choice. So, like, just the idea that me and my wife, we don't have to go, like, what do you want to eat tonight? What do you want to make? Should we get blank? Should we do this? Should we do blank? And it's like, with HelloFresh, they choose, you know, it's chosen for you in a way, which uh, right now with, like, just I'm being overwhelmed by any decision, so it's nice. And it's got a bunch of stuff in there that I wouldn't choose for myself. So it's got different delicious options every week. And it's all local sourced uh, from growers. And when they, as much over 90% of their ingredients, they try hard for that. So it's easy and stress free. It's delicious. The variety is all over the place. And you're no more food waste. You're not throwing out food at the end of the week. You're not like, oh crap, all this kale went uh, blah. I got to throw out all this kale. You're not getting all these big containers, this, that, the other thing. So it's sustainable, it's got variety, and it's easy and stress-free. Oh, and I guess I'm supposed to tell you my favorite recipe, and they're all very good, but recently I just had these Gouda burgers. Uh, they have some sort of pun name, but they're, it's escaping me at the moment. It's the holidays. Give me a break. But I'll tell you what, that burger with Gouda, whoo, ah, they... I, High quality ingredients, good beef, good cheese, and the roll was surprisingly good. I loved it. Not surprisingly, but like it traveled well and it was delicious. All right. Get yourself on HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 80Mighty and use code 80Mighty to get $80 off, including free shipping. So that's HelloFresh.com slash 80Mighty and use code 80Mighty to get $80 off, including free shipping. 80 Mighty. HelloFresh.com slash 80 Mighty. Another episode of I, of I Miss Movies Month is uh, just talking about the movie Cable Guy. And I, <laughs> in that episode, I talk about this phenomenon where 
like eight of the most important movies in my brain are can probably be tracked back to being uh, free on HBO yeah. one summer. Mm. And it's like the summer that Cable Guy was on HBO was like, oh, Cable Guy's on. I'll put that on again. It's like, that's how as a kid you have Predator memorized or whatever. You know what I mean? Like just whatever movie lands on HBO and it's like burns in your head and you don't. And that's. So some program, some TV programmer uh, who's just burying yeah. movies because they have it, has like affected my personality, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And, and unbeknownst to me. The, and the it's co- an insane <laughs> thing to start to unpack. Where it's like the cult even- of the cult of Clue is all about HBO. It's all yes, about yes. like yes. Pe- people who That's were eight years one. old when it started airing on HBO constantly, and they would they would tune in and think it was sort of sophisticated and adult, but also based on a game that they know how to play. And yeah, total dud in theaters. But you know that you're right. Who whoever at HBO picked it up for a song from Paramount shaped molded an entire generation and yeah, created. Like by hit. accident, and yeah. and I and I remember distinctly like, oh HBO is free for a week or a weekend. It was always like promotions like that to try to get you hooked, and somehow you know my parents would know, and I would be like, oh I'm gonna watch HBO all weekend, and be like, oh I guess that means I'm watching Clue three times. And back then it's any port in the storm. It's like I'm either watching a movie or I gotta like do homework or play outside or chores. <laughs> So it's fucking movies, dude. I, yeah. I'll watch this movie again. I'll memorize uh, uh, Holy Grail. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I would choose, like, I was big in the babysitting circuit. As you can imagine, I look like a babysitter. And big babysitter energy from Big Dre, babysitter right. energy. Big time. And um, we were a basic cable family. So you know that I was very cognizant of which families I was babysitting for had a more significant cable package because if you had like your hbo or like some like skinamax if you had something sexy i was definitely available saturday evening for you yeah. <laughs> i was putting the kid to sleep at like 6 30 p.m i'm yeah. like all right it's bedtime it's like huh it's like we just ate i'm like bring your dessert with you into bed <laughs> <laughs> pajama party's on yeah jade is on at 7 45 <laughs> well that's that's jade, kinda what I, and I, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna Switch the vision to the uh, we're 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 keeping it pe- uh, pretty R rated here. Sorry, the movies the I hot did that. by accident. The hot movies uh, that were on HBO two are burned in my head, like Jade. Like that's a movie that Sliver. I Sliver. Like, <laughs> Sliver. These movies like affected my sexuality, my sexual awakening, and they were just some movie that happened to be on all the time. And Jade is fucking. They're twisted. They're always twisted, and they have the worst gender politics. Every movie I grew oh, yeah. up watching is like beat this woman till she loves you. And so like, oh. Yeah. Well, that's like, what I was saying is like, that's what's so different about the generation now, like that TikTok that's going viral because it was like these three generations and like this person born in the 60s knew all these oldies and all the kids didn't know. And it's like, yeah, because their parents can't force them to listen to their bullshit anymore. Like we have Spotify and we can listen to what we want. Like, I think there's this disconnect that like, we have all this like dated, you know, media knowledge because we wanted it and not because it was forced on us because that's all we could see. Yeah. Yeah. My parents listen to oldies cause their parents, they listen to the music their parents listen to. I listened to classic rock growing up because I listened to the music my dad listened to. Like it's hard not to when you have a radio or one car. I grew up watching Gilligan's Island reruns because we didn't have cable until I was a senior in high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like you just had day. no choice. Like, especially before like MP3s and burn CDs. Like you, you that means you had to have purchased that C 
song. And knowing how cheap my parents are, there was no. The only time I had a selection was when my dad. What was that scam CD place? Oh, that Columbia, Columbia House. House. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where where they thought for some reason people would buy from them after giving them all those free music. Like they were the first movie pass. Uh, for people, for people <laughs> who maybe are, I'm realizing that this is going to be the first time I say this. For people who might be too young to not know what Iffy's talking about, which is heartbreaking to me, but <laughs> Columbia House used to be a thing where you could get eight tapes, and I, I guess eventually CDs, uh, yeah. eight tapes for a penny, as long as you promise to buy like three more tapes a year for three years, or a tape a month for tw- some stupid thing, but everyone, you could just cancel, or like a lot of, like a lot of my friends, a lot of my friends had to have their parents cancel, because they all just signed up with their parents' credit card, got eight tapes, and their parents are like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, okay. Oh, I'm taking after school classes at Columbia House. Oh, oh my god. Gosh, yeah, I got the Space Jam soundtrack from from Columbia House. Oh, that was like the first yeah. taste of my own music. But outside of that, my dad was like this weird Nigerian dude who listened to monk chant in like Inya. So like that was my like that was like my music influence until my dad remarried. And I remember I'll never forget this. This moment is burned in my head. We're sitting in the car as me and my like stepbrothers and sisters. And then my brother was like, "Turn on some music." And I like popped open Inya tape and popped it in and he was like yo what the fuck <laughs> and you're like this is the music of yeah, my this, family. Is, this is my yeah. this is a this is a bop what are you talking about I, I'm, I'm imagining if he reaching out to his dad with enigma you know it's yeah. like it's Gregorian yes. chance but there's a beat too oh yeah and you're living, or he's living on that orinoco flow just <laughs> living his best life oh. uh, <laughs> But yeah, I'm kind of speaking of like movies seen over and over. Last year was the first inaugural year of Carol Fest uh, 2019. I looked it up in my emails that I sent out where we watched like every iteration of A Christmas Carol or everyone that we just had a time to sit through. I think we did The Muppets. We did Scrooge. Maybe the best one. Yeah. Yeah, Scrooge uh, is yeah. my favorite, did, but what, Muppets is maybe the best one, I think. What was that new one that came out on FX? We watched that one, oh, and it was God. real bad. Yeah, it was. Even but, I can't go against yeah. <laughs> it. Sounds like, it sounds like Ryan Murphy produced it, and it stars like a bunch of handsome white oh, uh, no, no, gay no, no, guys. No, no. <laughs> it stars worse. Finn it's like, it, 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 No, 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 no. This was like Tom Hardy and Ridley Scott did it, yeah. and it's like it's it's the weird child slavery Christmas carol that's like yeah. super creepy. Tom yeah, yeah. Hardy and There's, Ridley Scott would get me to watch almost anything. <laughs> oh. Well, I I try whatever that that really that Tom Hardy show was on FX. I was super excited about because it, it yeah. had Tom Hardy in it. Tom Hardy and, had a show on FX. Yes. yes, and I never even watched it. And I'm like uh, gay and, for a day for him. I, yeah, well, and I, 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 I'm literally gay for Tom Hardy. And <laughs> by the end of it, I was like, can this be done? <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, like so so. But I think I'm going to just try and do it online. It was December 21st last year. But I'm like, but then I'm like, okay, how well have, have y'all done any Zoom watch parties lately? Because I've, I've done yeah. some. And sometimes it, it, I luckily have good internet, but sometimes people are like, oh man. Or like, it's always like funny because like all everyone, like I remember we were watching one of those, the real bad 
movie with um i think it was makai pfeiffer and there there was like one oh, friend yeah, who, yeah. the one yeah. that dropped that oh, yeah i forgot oh, what that was, was called yeah oh yeah <laughs> but one of our friends like didn't like have their headphones in and you have the awkward and everyone's kind of texting you like who's gonna tell them to plug in <laughs> headphones <laughs> because we're friends where no one feels comfortable being like yo you're fucking the movie up <laughs> <laughs> I now Obsession. have lose yourself. Much like every name. time I hear the name Mackay Pfeiffer, I get lose yourself stuck in oh, my yes. head. I know. <laughs> I'm not Mackay Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Tom Hardy show was called Taboo. Incidentally, thank you. Yeah. Thank in you. case uh, anyone is listening and throwing things, that's the one where things. he fucks his family. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Oh, no. That's different, different taboo. Oh, it wasn't a reboot. Different franchise. Different franchise. That's a different you episode guys... of High and Mighty. <laughs> We're doing taboo movies. Why does it look like the Babadook in all these promotional images? <laughs> That's his. Okay, now he, these are all my Grinch. I mean, Tom Hardy yeah. is the Babadook? Not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is. I didn't Did know it, it was my Grinch until now. <laughs> now Here you know. <laughs> Uh, did you guys have any Christmas movies that your parents like specifically wanted you to watch that like either was significant to them or they thought you would really like or like, do you know, because like, mm. there's a handful of movies I remember my parents over when I was young, like being like, I th- we should watch this. Let's watch this movie. Did you guys have I, anything like that I for had, Christmas? I had kind of the opposite in that, like, there was a lot of movies that for a lot of people were their Christmas go-to films growing up that we never watched, that I didn't see until I was an adult. Like, I never saw Miracle on 34th Street until I was an adult. I never saw White Christmas until I was an adult. Like, my parents were just mm. not down for that. We watched It's a Wonderful Life always because, again, it was always on television. And then this this is pretty obscure, but they really were, they were big fans of uh, a 50s comedy with Humphrey Bogart called We're No Angels. Oh about, yeah, yeah. Where where Bogart and and Peter Houston have an Aldo Ray play like three escapees from Devil's Island, but instead of is that of Michael actually, Curtis? It is Michael Curtis. That? He made it right after White Christmas, and instead well, there of there was escape- a remake of it. That's why I know the name. Yes, right? with yes. De Niro and Sean Penn. Ah, yes, the, yes. That David yes. Mamet wrote. Different movie. Uh, this one, they, they're like, there are three escapees from Devil's Island, and instead of actually escaping, they hang around and help this family out at Christmas time. It's charming. That, that director also did, like, he did White Christmas. He did Casablanca. Like, he did indeed. So that's the only yeah. reason. A little I, bit of a pedigree. Yeah. <laughs> he got a, a little a, bit of a resume. A skosh. <laughs> he also has a really crazily wide-ranging pedigree like yes. he did he did not have like a niche he was like yeah. i he like was, all films so i'm was, gonna make he, every kind of film he was a hired hand like i mean yeah. he, he yeah. was an artist but the studio would be like go make this horror movie okay yeah sure no problem okay go make this comedy about the convicts and devils Island. oh yeah you got it no problem yeah. yeah i gotta keep working because my you know heroin syrup habit is through the roof or whatever it was back then <laughs> like i definitely going back i love if he's um like scrooge it's that's not the theme, but the Christmas Carol, Carol theme. Yeah. It's Christmas Carol, as you know, is my still my favorite. That's an actual movie, Gabriel, oh, yeah. that Alonzo told me about, starring Carrie Fisher. And all the called, ghosts. It's called It's Christmas Carol, and that is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Not to be but confused awesome. with a not to be confused with a Carol Christmas in which the Scrooge part is played by Tori Spelling. 
No, wow. no, no. Shut Look, it down. We had the rights to Christmas Carol. If we move the punctuation around, we could do whatever we want. Does anyone have anything for a semicolon? Yeah. Oh, that, that baby is public domain. That's why there's a gajillion yeah. versions. Yes, yeah. I do have such a soft spot always for Scrooged because, again, and I and we rewatched it. I think we talked about it on Who Shot yeah. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I, it was it was as funny as I remembered. It was I had like. There were so many actors and moments in it that I was like, Carol Kane, are you kidding me? Like, there's just so much stuff in there. But there's always, because that's one that I saw really young, when I think of Scrooged, I scary think of, of the future. I, it's a little scary. Oh, for sure. It was scarier than I expected. But I remember them talking about stapling the antlers onto the mice. <laughs> yes. And then there's something with bare boobs i don't think we see bare boobs but they're like talking about like the rocket dancers Mm -hmm. or something anyway i just remember feeling like it was such an adult solid gold dancers the solid gold dancers that's right (laughs) so i saw whenever i saw it i was young enough that i was like "Ooh, this is spicy this is like an adult (laughs) movie and when i rewatched it i was like Oh, this is not an adult movie. <laughs> this is amazing nonsense. I, th- I think Scrooged and Christmas uh, Vacation, like you said, Dre, were the two movies that my parents didn't like. say, like, these. those were movies we watched together, and maybe we just caught them as they came out together, but we repeated them every year. That was, like, a big... Scrooge was one of our favorites. Like, uh, And Carol Kane is awesome. I remember seeing the music video for Hot, 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 Oh, with Buster yeah, Point Buster Dexter. And me going, isn't that the cab driver yeah. from Scrooge? And someone being like, huh? And I'm like, the cab driver from Scrooge is hot, yeah. hot, hot guy? <laughs> and then I saw the New York Dolls play. I was going to say. I was just going to say, my 20-something self learned yeah. about the New York Dolls. And then that retroactively put another thing in the middle where it's like, yeah. he's the cab driver uh, in the New York Dolls. <laughs> yeah. And he's fucking hot, hot, hot. This is what? what Talk about a resume that's all over the place. Me. His ghost terrified <laughs> Terrified me. I don't I know love- if it was the it was the he had a manic energy and like a cigar and the cab <laughs> and no yeah it was in reminded me of the uh, what's his name Donald Logue MTV cab driver. Oh, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> Ted, wait, what was his name? It was so good. That was a great weird. <laughs> I'm talking about a freaking commercial series. That well, was great stuff. <laughs> if we're, if we're going to talk about our favorite Christmas carols, I have to throw in a defense for uh, the 1970 musical Scrooge with uh, Albert Finney, which turns I 50 this him. year. And it's a, it's a, a, I think it's really charming. Like the, that movie at the time didn't set the world on fire because it came two years after Oliver. And they literally hired like the same cinematographer and the same art director. It's like, we're just, we're doing this again, but Christmas, you know? And so I think artists are like, yeah, yeah, they fooled me once, Oliver. But, you know, but now if you can take it out of that context, it's like, oh no, it's actually really yeah. cool. And, Wait, and what was that one called? I want to make oh, sure. Oh, I... Scrooge. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Without Albert the Albert Finney was Daddy Warbucks um, for other people, people looking for other yes. Albert Finney things. He was the uh, grown- He's Aaron Brockovich's boss. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, grown Ewan McGregor in Big Fish. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good as the boss in uh, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, uh, Albert are, Finney's well, amazing. Low-key, yeah. low uh, Thomas Jane's got a weird- Oh, no, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart's got a weird role in Aaron Brockovich. You don't realize it's him. Uh, Oh, Some the biker, of us very right. much did and very yeah. much got on the uh, train. That him is a biker. Woo-hoo-hoo. Yeah, rewatching it recently because funny you mentioned uh, Alonzo when the when the 
pandemic started, you saw that holiday movies uptick and you felt that too. For me, my comfort movies have always been journalism uh, and legal thrillers where a little, the small guy gets uh, a comeuppance oh, on yeah. some sort system. of sy- sy- systemic problem. Those shit has always hit me so hard. And so mm. in the beginning when I was feeling down, I started powering through these movies and I rewatched Brockovich and I was at all these movies. This is how much those movies are comfort movies to me. The other night I was feeling down and I considered watching Spotlight. I was just going to say spotlight. This is probably what I need right now to cheer me up. It's a movie yeah. about this systematic molestation of parish. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and journalists it. taking it down. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I well, can't I, stop I making wa- this I, face thinking of that. <laughs> I, I, I just watched the, uh, the, the gajillion three edit that Francis Coppola did for Godfather three. And you know, that movie's all about like the Vatican bank and you know, the, the was Pope, John Paul the first murdered and stuff. And it's like, and I was thinking, you know, I think in 1990, the idea of like the Catholic church being part of this like mob thriller seemed controversial. Or now it's like, yeah, that's scans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> La Cosa Nostra. Fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm more scared of priests than I am of a mafioso. Mafia has a code. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, Speaking as an uh, Italian Roman Catholic, I feel comfortable making fun of all parties involved. Maybe this is the only Venn diagram of things I'm allowed to make fun of. (laughs) Keep that in mind as I go forward. Uh, That and Victimone. Oh yeah. (laughs) What about what about Christmas adjacent movies that aren't necessarily holiday movies? Like we're talking your. A lot of people use Die Hard. A lot of Shane Black movies for those reasons, too, mm-hmm. of like uh, Iron Man 3, right. uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Weapon 2. Long Kiss Goodnight. Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> Long Kiss Goodnight. It's a very fun Christmas I love that movie, movie so much. It's so I, We rewatched it for Action Boys recently. It's even crazier than I ever remembered, and I always remembered it being crazy. <laughs> and then you watch maybe, it, you're maybe like, I was oh, a yeah, chef. no, it's fucking crazy. It's so good. When she's, yeah, she gets her knife skills back, and she's like, look. I must throw that tomato chef. at me. <laughs> <laughs> throw that pepper at me, husband, who's pe- slowly panicking. <laughs> oh my gosh. I so love Are that. there other movies that fit that category for you guys? I find Gremlins kind of fits that uh, category too. Gremlins is always a fun mm. holiday watch. Uh, Jingle you know, All the Way is mm, pretty well, on the nose Christmas. The, yeah, yeah. Jingle so, well, All the yeah. Way, is that the. Is that Sinbad, baby? That's my man. Turbo Sinbad Man. And Arnold the Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. That, that was filmed in Minneapolis. That was filmed in St. Paul or Minneapolis. Man. And it was a very big deal. It's not a, a hotbed for production. So, <laughs> like that and Grumpy Old Men. Like oh, those were filmed in Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, you will hear about it every time you go to somewhere they shot. <laughs> Um, uh, I, I mean, swear, when I was a kid, I learned the phrase "taking the skin bus to Tuna Town" from Grumpy Old Men when I was too young oh. to really know oh what it God. was, but definitely said it way too many times. <laughs> like just I just not knowing second. at all what it meant. I was just a kid uh. being like taking the skin bus to Tuna Town because like made people laugh and stuff, and you'd be like, I don't know what it means, but it works all the time. Burgess <laughs> Meredith be warping Walter our Nath, nation's though. youth. Was it Burgess Meredith that said I think. that? Oh, oh my God. Uh, I mean, like for Christmas adjacent, I, you know, obviously. Batman Returns, I think, falls oh, in that category. That's a fucking great one. Yeah. Yes, like uh, that 
gothic, gothic Art Deco Christmas yeah, stuff, yeah. too. Um, you know, Metropolitan is totally Ooh. shot in New York at Christmas time. Um, Eyes Wide Shut, as if he mentioned, totally a Christmas movie. Yeah, if I meant to ask, is that your Christmas movie you watch every year now? <laughs> because you kind of maybe sh- showed your hand a little bit. I bounce around. I bounce around. I like truly go on the like whatever is suggested on Netflix. You know how Netflix would be like holiday movies, and I'll be like, all right. But definitely one thing I like to hit is like one like hyper low budget black movie that I know is not going to be like that great, but will make me laugh. Uh, and then like <laughs> like I, I do- love those movies with big casts that they're just all there to collect a paycheck and oh, get yeah. out of there. And where it's like feel it there's a the boom pro- mic in the shot, and there's like the PAs <laughs> in the background. It's like and it's just all these names. You're like Morris Chestnut's doing another. <laughs> I can also see the cover of that because it's like all pictures taken separately because they certainly didn't bring the best. It's like a photo album. It's some device to get all of their headshots in one. Frames on a wall. Yes, yes, yes. Frames on a wall is a good one. It's Uh, like... Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. Yes. Nice. Yes. And it is yes. so good. Yes. Yeah. Fuck, yes. Uh, I, I'll say recently my my favorite adjacent one is Tangerine. The Ooh, Sean yes, Baker yes, yes, yes. It's set here in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It has like super, especially if you've spent a Christmas in Los Angeles, there's this <laughs> weird thing of that the streets seem kind of empty in it. Yeah. I don't know. And it's just like, I love that film anyway. It has all this urgency and emotion. It's so smart, but it's such a like, oh yeah, Christmas and for everyone is not always being able to gather with a bunch of people who love them and are excited to see them. Well, this right. year it is. Dead, yeah. it is this, year, this year, Christmas for everyone is staying alone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. This is the first year we're staying in L.A. for Christmas. We've wanted to do it forever, but the reason I've always wanted to do it was to get dinner reservations at places and to get to the like, drive to the Arclight with no traffic and eat in Santa Monica. You know, I wanted to do all this, like, L.A. Yeah, you and wanted now to, like, like, walk around and breathe in people's faces. Like, that's what we were real excited to <laughs> I do. I want to go set up mistletoe down on the promenade and kiss strangers. Yeah. yeah. Now I can't do any of the shit I wanted to do. It feels weird. I'm like, oh, dude, someday I'll be here for Christmas and we'll be able to, like, get to the arc light and not have to – and parking and seats. I'm going to lick all the doorknobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Share a straw with uh, the person sitting next to me in the movies, whether they want to or not. God damn! And now look at us. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, no. This it's 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 really rough for me because, like, as as an LA native, this is always my favorite time of year because everyone's gone. Freeways clear. I remember there was last year. Me and some other dad was racing down the 134 because it was so clear. It was like beautiful. <laughs> now everyone's gonna be here, and everyone's gonna yeah. be here, and like. Diet miserable, so it's yeah, not even like so it's not even like you know and fucking cabin fevered, yeah. A a good L.A. Christmas movie is uh, less than zero. Ooh. <laughs> not a great, that, not a great a movie, but a good L.A. Christmas in movie. It? Yeah, uh, snow. Uh, uh, that's what they call cocaine. That, I'll, I'll tell you, it is now. You you can now. I'm going to pretend that joke never happened. You can. That's such a good one. I'm going to say it again. You can, you can now buy. Well, back. I'll let the listeners choose if they want to pretend that happened or not. Uh, we'll leave it to you, the shitheads. You guys, because there's not snow in LA. 
But there is cocaine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Mm, There's snow in the here. movie. Explaining oh, good, a joke okay. always makes it better. Yes. I haven't seen anyway. that movie in a long time. Uh, yeah, neither have I. The, the thing about it is like, you know, nowadays you can buy bags of green and red M&Ms and they just come that way for, for the holidays. But at the time of that movie, you couldn't. And so when they had big bowls of green and red M&Ms out, I was like, oh, well done, art department. Like, yeah, that, well that's done, the kind art of, department PA. That's <laughs> you the enjoyed kind of, your $80. Exactly. That's the kind of thing. Some, some, yeah, right? That's the kind of thing. Beverly Hills assholes would have somebody on staff to do that for yep. them, you know. It's very um, relatable for an LA person. That's very funny. I'm impressed that that's where your eye went. You're like, oh, let me take in the visual feast of this film. Did you see the snack situation? <laughs> Look, somebody at the M&M Mars company saw that because they clearly were on like, all right, memo, next yes. Christmas, red and green bags. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. You, you truly love to see it. And it's and it's Robert Downey Jr. in that period of his career where like he was not uh, not a practicing addict anymore, but he was still but he could bring that energy to a character. Uh, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's wait great an work. addict of what? You name it, snow. Like oh, like snow, <laughs> like what they call cocaine. Oh, okay, cool. And that's we're why. back, listeners. Again, that is up to you. If you want, if you didn't hear the first joke because you chose not to, the callback might be hitting different, but we'll see. <laughs> Choose to listen to the callback. It's up to you again. Choose and your own pe- adventure, pe- listeners. Pe- people don't know that the, the song in White Christmas at Irving Berlin was really talking about cocaine. <laughs> and so now we're now we're talking now. We're talking that is the, the, that the is meat. something you dream I'll of. I'll wash my hair in snow. What? Wait, wow. we didn't. We didn't say Home Alone. Oh, yeah. As 80s kids, we should have been able to say Home Alone. Hold on. I I have a Home Alone story. So, like, this was my first, uh, I guess, like, uh, I guess foray into comedy. Much in the same way you were saying uh, something about your meat and tuna slits or something (laughs) weird like that. Something Uh, like that. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I was like, I was, I like retold like the situation where, um, where it's Catherine O'Hara, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, does the like, like the face smack and then like faint thing. And I told my mom that and she laughed and I was like, oh, this is funny. And so I went over to my aunt and like did it again. And my aunt was not going to like feed me lies of bullshit. She's like, <laughs> oh, okay. And like, <laughs> Wait, do you mean when Macaulay Culkin does the face yeah, slap? Yeah, yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Okay. He does the, ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They match the action, though, because she screams, too, right? Yeah. If I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That was my first taste of cinema. You know, I was like, oh, that's a callback. And of heckling, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It was my first foray into learning that you need original material and to keep updating it. (laughs) Turns out jokes get old fast. (laughs) Way fast. I was not ready with how fast that joke got old. Apparently, Chris Columbus was supposed to direct uh, Christmas Vacation and imagine he and Chevy Chase didn't get along and he, <laughs> no, wound, up no getting re- and he wound up getting replaced and John Hughes who wrote both movies was like oh I got this other thing you can do and he directed Home Alone instead and I was like nice. oh well it's a win-win then <laughs> yeah <laughs> That that's a wonderful fucking uh, alternate path there. I, I can direct one of the, the most like l- you know lucrative mo- movies ever made and not have to make a film with Chevy Chase. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. yeah win win. Did you see someone like it went viral last week that somebody decorated their house like Home Alone? So there's a mannequin of Kevin on the roof dropping um, a paint can onto two mannequins that look like Har- Marvin Harvey Harry. and Marv. 
Marvin Harry, Marv, Marv, the wet bandits. bandits. And then it even has like the um, rotating. Which is mine and Iffy's name. My yes. Yes. The wet, the wet, oh, so gross. wet so bandits gross. coming at you again. Yeah. Uh, well, and don't forget Home Alone 2, they're the sticky bandits. Both yeah. names work for yeah, what me and Iffy are going to use them for. That was such a funny bit of them like wanting this catchphrase. It was, it was yes. Good. Yeah, like like they, I, they had to they had to have a calling card. That was their whole thing. The thing I didn't pick up when I was a kid that I did catch when I rewatched it as a more uh, uh, a human who was capable of paying better attention was uh, when the when the cops are like, yeah, and uh, it makes it pretty easy to track which houses they rob because it's all the ones with the flooded sinks, and it's like they accidentally showed like they couldn't deny any of them either and it was so funny that his plan ended up like doubly fucking them up in the long run yeah. and that shit just was lost on me as a kid and hearing it as an adult I'm like of course yeah that is so fucking dumb in hindsight it's like an extra <laughs> layer of evidence it's like those those criminals who couldn't stop themselves from giving Batman all the clues oh yeah oh. <laughs> yes or anyone who ever went up against James Bond and was like oh I'm definitely not going to just kill you yeah, yeah, yeah. I First, first I'm going to sit there and watch you die. I'm going to step out and I'm yeah, going to. And then this shark is going <laughs> to take care of the rest of it, probably. But here's a I'm PowerPoint presentation about my plan. Europe. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to drop a nuke on Europe, but first, a TED talk. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, take your time. I'm slowly sawing the ropes behind my back against the chair. I should be out just in time to stop you. <laughs> there there's is. No, there, oh. there's, a, there's a Christmas 007 movie. I was just going to say, is, Wait, is what? it His Majesty? On Her Majesty's Secret Service. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. My favorite Bond film. Mine too. Shout or one out, of mine. Shout that's out the one where. Oh, I was about to say, that's the only Lazenby one. Yeah. It's the like only, only did one. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's but, a lot of people's favorites too, I feel yeah, like. I it, I'm, it's the I'm most romantic the Bond. Yeah. I never really watched the Bonds growing up, uh, and so I've been watching them now in uh, in the last couple of months, going uh, from newest to oldest. So I'm, oh. uh, yeah, I'm in the but in no, I'm like watching Daniel Craig Bonds. I watched them all. Now I'm going to watch Pierce Brosnan Bonds in order Ooh. and keep jumping back like that. That's going to be a tricky why. transition. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah, why. I don't know very, why. Very <laughs> By the time you get to Lazenby, he's like, okay, sure, fine, whatever. <laughs> I, think, I think it all stems from when I was in uh, on election day. I ate a 100 milligram uh, weed brownie and then watched all four Daniel Craig Bond movies back to back to back. Like, I was oh. hard for 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that last part. <laughs> Yeah, you're usually so filtered. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Alonzo's met me twice and is on. <laughs> sorted it out. Yeah, oh. that, that would be a trip. But I do recommend, if you are not a Bond fan, On Her Majesty's Secret Service is fantastic. Yeah, Diana Rigg, oh, best hell. Bond girl for sure. Oh, I love her. Yeah, of course, so who doesn't? <laughs> what? Denise Richards was a Bond girl. So. Christmas, named Christmas Jones. Christmas, that's true. Doctor yes, yes, yes. Christmas, Jones. Christmas Jones. Thank you very the, much. The nuclear physicist who yes. takes off her coveralls after yes. be, uh, takes off her uh, hazmat suit to have a midriff, no, uh, A-frame tank top, <laughs> yeah. and short shorts on underneath, like a scientist might. As One you do. One of the first examples I saw of like my dad being just. Finding something super funny was we watched that movie together and he laughed so hard at the Dr. Christmas Jones reveal. Like the name, the reveal, like all <laughs> of it was just much. the most. What about the closing pun? Yeah, it's a little hat on it, hat on hat it, on hat. Want, at do you want to? What is the closing pun? I, 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 thought, I thought Christmas only comes once Thanks, a year. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yes, and that was like, and they like delay that pun because she's like, I've heard them all already, and he was like, okay, and then uh, <laughs> save it for the whole movie, and then hit you with that at the end. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Doctor Christmas thanks. Jones, it's so good. <laughs> um, <sighs> guys, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty and talking holiday movies. Our pleasure. Uh, before we get to plugs. And they could be something we discussed, but uh, just one thing I'm throwing out at the end of this. Uh, uh, I should have probably texted you guys this before you got on, but a movie recommendation of something you recently watched or a holiday movie or anything you just want to put a spotlight on because I've been finding uh, using other people's podcasts as uh, a movie cue for myself because I'm even having diner menu issues with just choosing what movies to watch mm. and I'm wasting like 20 minutes. So like you guys mentioning Her Majesty's Secret Service is like, great, I know what movie I'm watching next time I want to get high and kill two and a half hours. So if you have <laughs> any recos for Christmas movies, movies you watched recently, a classic that you love, it, it, truly, a, you know, it could just be a Infinity War, I don't give a shit, just something to <laughs> kick off some inspiration. Uh, I'll go first, since I t tend to have these at my fingertips. <laughs> uh, a, a movie that I recently discussed with Drea and her cohorts at the Ticklish Business Podcast. So good. Uh, the 1940 comedy Remember the Night, starring uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Fred McMurray. Uh, we tend to think of them as the people who did very terrible things in Double Indemnity, but in this movie they're quite lovely. <laughs> He's a DA. She's a shoplifter. Uh, he, tries to, he wants to get her out of jail uh, for the holidays, so he takes her home to Ohio. Uh, where she meets his lovely and supportive family and he gets an idea of, you know, how things might have turned out differently for her if she'd actually been raised by somebody who gave a shit. And uh, it's written, it's the last movie written by Preston Sturges that he didn't direct. It is streaming on Peacock and um, it's a, it's kind of gone under the radar for a long time. <coughs> it's only recently sort of like developing a cult. So if you've never seen Remember the Night, it's, it's really terrific. Hell Yeah. <laughs> I can go next. Okay, go. Uh, and not show because again, I'm going to do what I do best as a as a host. I'm going to set the bar so low for movie recommendations. So don't mm, you can so feel you're taking my job from who shot you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's a race to the bottom, I got bad news. If I'm always going to win. <laughs> Uh, and mine will be <laughs> I just recently rewatched it and it was one of those movies where you want to show your partner and they just can't get into it the way you got into it and it breaks your heart a little so hopefully I can give this to some other people and, and if you haven't seen <laughs> Zemeckis's Contact I highly I don't it's a, a very feel good movie it doesn't fit my exact paradigm but it does feature an underdog who's not believed in a science world and who then discovers something and it is corny and cheesy but I cry every time someone says they should have sent a poet <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I highly recommend uh, you guys if you haven't seen Contact check it out um, Contact <laughs> told you I got you <laughs> no Contact is wonderful and also I'm obsessed with everything related to Drag Race to RuPaul's Drag Race and um, Trixie Mattel and Katya are two drag queens who had the show and they had an ongoing bit about contact on their YouTube show for years. And so now, <laughs> weirdly, when I think of contact, I think of drag queens. So it's really, it's a double, it's like a bonus for me. I, bonus I thought happiness. you were going to say like somebody did Jodie Foster in contact for, you know, Snatch Game on Drag Race. I'm like, I got to see that. You're like, that yeah, is a like, very what? specific impression. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, go ahead. If you. Okay. Well, I'm gonna follow up with a with a movie that I rewatched recently. I've mentioned it many times on Who Shot Ya. It really was my 
first foray into cinema uh, and really uh, blew me away. And then I watched it again and it's still touching the feels, you know. It's popped up. A lot of uh, movies have popped up on the Netflix movie queues in their new award-nominated section. Sunshine of a Spotless Mind, my man Charlie K coming oh, yeah, in. Yeah. Hit it, and I was like, and, and you know, the the manic pixie like dream girl trope is really like it comes through very hard, even in retrospect, but still hits me in the feels and the and just I think once like it's just one of those. What he does best is uh, like those concepts that are just fun to think about. Like if you could erase everything you knew about your ex, like right, could would you? And would that in turn make you end up back together? It's a, it's such a romantic idea, uh, and I had and a good pertinent time. Pertinent to listeners of this podcast, features a ride on the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> God. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a ride on Jim Carrey and bring it back to the Grinch thing. Uh, I will say again in my, you know, uh, you know, lightly, uh, you know, my loose heterosexuality here, Mark Ruffalo in those glasses and tidy oh, white oh, yeah, no, bouncing no, on the like, bed. <laughs> when I was a kid, that I, that, when I was not kid, I saw that when I was like 18. I was like, oh, okay, so men are attractive. Well, you, <laughs> <I guess. laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I can see. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that was what was interesting rewatching it because like when I first watched it, I really wasn't watching that many movies and then realizing like I knew Kirsten Dunst because I was like oh that's the lady from Spider-Man uh, yeah. <laughs> but like but like seeing Mark Ruffalo I was like oh this is Mark Ruffalo when he was back in his bag he was like he was a little I was like okay I see you saucing up over there <laughs> yeah you uh, look good man oh but <laughs> yes. oh and um the arc with um I've Frodo uh, Elijah, Elijah, Wood. Elijah Wood who lives in my neighborhood who I, I don't know if I brought this up before but like right as the pandemic was starting he was going to uh, the pizza spot Talents Pizza and I saw him and we made eye contacts and he gave me a look that screamed bro I know you're a nerd please don't bring up I just want to get my I just want to grab my pizza and go home and I was like, I, it's like what, what made him think that the six foot three bodybuilder in a Goku costume picking up pizza might be a nerd yeah <laughs> He's Michael like, Sheen gave me that same look at Comic-Con once. Yeah. Uh, I, Elijah Wood used to live in my neighborhood in Brooklyn, and I would see him on the F train every once in a while. And I'm no exaggeration. If you looked across at, from the train from him and looked in his eyes, you could understand like how you, he ends up being Hollywood. His eyes are that fucking yeah. crazy and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. insane to see him. He's so, he's so little. Yeah. And his, uh, he is more like Gollum than any of the other <laughs> actual characters. He's so little. He's so eye-focused. And he's beautiful. Yeah. He's a and, beautiful and he's, Gollum. He's very yes. talented. Very yeah. talented. Yes. But yeah, him his character in that movie, like it, I think I because when I saw it, I think I was like about 18 too. So like I didn't realize how gross his character was until right. this time. <laughs> like last time I was like, okay, yeah, he's trying to get it. But now I'm like, oh, that's Gross. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I got to rewatch this. I got to get freshen up on yeah, this. I haven't yeah. seen that movie it's, in a long it's, time. Watching it with like, like emotionally mature eyes, it really does make you <laughs> like, you're like, oh, uh, that I'm. Before we get to Dre again, sorry, I keep jumping on everything, but I'm rewatching The Sopranos for the first time since I saw it when it uh, aired, mm. and my entire talking about see, being a, an adult and rewatching something, I'm like, 
I'm in love with Carmella. All I care about is Carmella. When I was a kid, I was like, I just want the guys in the strip club talking. And now I'm like, I'm like, Tony, get home to Carmella. What are you doing fucking around? Like, I'm like so in love. Like, I've just completely, and it's like 20 years later, I have a completely different yeah. opinion. Term, my, my, my spec house. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, it's funny that you're doing that because we're on the same wavelength, except I'm watching a less critically acclaimed show than you. I'm rewatching Dexter because I was oh, real yeah. into Dexter. And that, and at first I was like, oh, how did I get into it? But it, Dexter is weird in the sense that the first season actually improves by the end. Like, it starts off pretty rough, but by the end of the first season, you're like, okay, I get how this is a hit. And, then and that Lithgow season is oh maybe God, one of the best I, that's seasons the one of the two. I'm, yeah, that's the one I'm so hyped because I'm like, Oh, John Lithgow. Plus, I haven't seen that man. What's the last thing he's done, y'all? Girl, I know he just was in. He played Churchill. Um, oh, right, right, right. right. Yes, right. on the in ground. that screener movie I threw. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is the voice of Progresso Soup. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, that's, oh, that's where uh, I know him from. Is, from listening to all those Progresso commercials and, and, and the and the Christmas adjacent Daddy's Home too. Oh, oh okay. Dear well, I'm gonna have to see. John I haven't Lithgow's seen the first so Daddy's Home. Great stuff. Oh, just for Lithgow. I just he love Lithgow. I, I mean, he he had me ever since Third Rock from the Sun. He he locked oh, yeah. me He's in. He's had me like, since Raising Cane. He's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, he he gives the one bad performance of his career is just to keep a theme here in Santa Claus the movie. <laughs> oh, gotta it's, see it. Gotta it's see it. Bonkers. <laughs> oh man. I thought you were gonna I say just World watched Buckaroo Banzai and he's oh, fucking wild. Oh, that. <laughs> uh. um, fun fact, John Lithgow was college roommates with my friend David Anson, and oh, they're wow. still very good friends. I never knew yeah. that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, that's right. Do I have juicy tidbits on Hollywood heartthrob John Lithgow? I do. <laughs> Thank you. Honestly, if there is a place to share it, this is one of like the six. So <laughs> good work. <laughs> Um, okay, so mine, I already shouted out Christmas in Connecticut, and I do recommend, it's another uh, Barbara Stanwyck film who also starred in um, Alonzo's, so I'm going to balance out so you have some, I get some credibility, because what I'm going to recommend is a Christmas rom-com I'm obsessed with. It is called Holidays in Handcuffs. It stars Melissa Joan Hart. And Mario Lopez, Marky Post plays her mother. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to watch it because that's the best thing to do with movies. But also know I am convinced that I could remake Hollywood in handcuffs. Just change the name. I could keep all of the dialogue. I could keep most of the performances. If I change the title and the soundtrack, it would be the creepiest eerie indie film i would get accolades for days <laughs> i could put all of those awards next to the nobel prize i'm gonna win it's so it's so it's like many of these melissa joan hearts frazzled because her boyfriend breaks up with her and she's supposed to bring a boy home for christmas what will her family do because all white people families are apparently the worst and so she at gunpoint hijacks and high handcuffs Mario Lopez inside her car at gunpoint brings him to her family's isolated cabin runs inside tells her family oh we just play a game where he pretends that I've kidnapped him and they're like oh, okay and then 
He's so like isolated, like literally blizzarded in and whatever. And then, of course, you guys fully Stockholm syndrome falls in love with her. It is amazing, <laughs> and I'm truly that shit I talked about earlier, like three days of the Condor, where it's got, like that's uh, not the good gender politics. And it's oh, like, no, this is the flip of the also a Christmas adjacent movie. Three days of the Condor. Oh yes. <laughs> oh funny. Oh, and go- I, it came to me before, but I forgot to say it. Ghostbusters two. Uh, sure. Got a little holiday spirit yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and uh, look, Drea, if James Franco can remake Mother May I Sleep with Danger, I don't see why you right? can't redo Holiday in Handcuffs. That's uh. a very fun idea. I love the idea of like a movie is accidentally one degree away from being complete. It someone truly one time, is. Yeah. Someone one time point. One of my favorite comedies of all time is Step Brothers, and one time someone pointed out that if you put that movie like one degree in a different direction, it's like a really heavy movie about two adult developmentally disabled men like, yes. struggling with yes. their parents moving on in life and you're like oh yeah I guess it is like, or, just, and like <laughs> elderly parents that don't know what they are going to do with um, children who can't be self-sufficient right, like right, what right. happens when I die who will take care of them yeah oh it's real there, there, there was a salon piece a couple years ago where like almost all Hallmark movies are so close to being horror movies especially the ones yes. that are where like an entire town gaslights a woman into thinking she can't leave so that she'll fall in love with the you know the the adorable widowed dad judge and so they keep telling her that her car can't be fixed or whatever it's very bizarre (laughs) amazing amazing sorry uh thank you guys this is truly again a very self-indulgent podcast and you succeeded wholly i enjoyed myself so that's all that matters uh where can where can people find you i know you guys all have a podcast together who shot you but Ooh. I know you're also all out there. We're all freelancers. We're all hired guns. We're all out there fucking chatting. Where can people <laughs> find you? I'm on Twitter at the Drea Clark, and I'm hands down the least good at Twitter out of all of us. <laughs> How's that for again, a pitch? Again, Drea, race to the bottom. I could potentially <laughs> win. I'm not much better. I was like, I've been shitting blood for all day. People are like, why did you post this? And I was like, no. <laughs> Oh, I I'm thought it was a, a sense of community. I'm much more a Twitter lurker <laughs> than a sharer. But yeah, oh, same, same, same. Mm. Uh, and you have something. Uh, <laughs> I almost said like. And you also have a podcast called Tickle Pants. That can't be the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you, uh, gamers. You're good at the pitches. Yes, I also co-host a classic film podcast with two other women, and so it's through not necessarily feminist eyes though mine certainly are um but they're and, women's eyes at yes least. they're women's <laughs> eyes and alonzo was recently guest of ours and it's called ticklish business deconstructing hollywood cinema it's great fun Oh, uh, I'm uh, I'm at a Duralde on Twitter, a d u r a l d e. And in addition to doing Who Shot You with these lovely folks, uh, I co-host uh, three other podcasts: <laughs> Linoleum Knife with my husband Dave White, which is a film review podcast; uh, Breakfast All Day, which is a film review podcast. Uh, <laughs> And a film and a movie where we connect a uh, recent film and a classic film from which it borrows a lot of things. Uh, and so those are all fun. And that's, and that's a food podcast. Exactly. <laughs> and then... Uh, and in that uh, one, we review breakfast foods. I don't know. I got the title's wrong and the URL. I can't fix it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, check out our eight-week waffle symposium. It's really important. Um, it's only 74 hours of material. You should be able to bang it up. But essential, essential stuff. Uh, I, I'm film reviews editor of a website called The Wrap. And uh, as Drea was gracious enough to mention, my book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas, about Christmas movies, is available now wherever you get your books. 
Iffy. And you know me, it's your boy. <laughs> Iffy Whitey Way on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Ifty's on Twitch if you like watching people play video games. And then I'm just, I'm just going to do a secondary plug to check out Alonzo's book. You need it. You're in this, now you're going to re- want to read it more than ever, but it's a year-round read. And so it's a, when you want Christmas in Ju- July, pull out the book. You want Christmas, uh, you're one of those people who don't bring your li- lights down until Mardi Gras, pull out your book all the way until Mardi Gras. Is, are you are you just uh you know uh right before fall and you can't wait for christmas pull out the book it's always there for you look at the it's book. It's a stocking stuffer it's a white elephant gift that no one will want to give up it's a secret santa present i'm going to use my time to plug alonzo's book as well check it out i also have other podcasts that was my not all my time it is my i come back in delete that i delete all the plugs and just like, if he's like i'm gonna put another plug in for action boy <laughs> Like redubbed like a fucking TBS curse word. Yeah. Oh, to <laughs> If you like listen to this podcast, listen to me talk about movies. I have a movie uh, podcast where me and two buddies review classic action movies from the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and we talk about the movies for longer than their runtime. It is truly not for anyone. Uh, you know, it's not for everyone. Arguably, not for anyone. I. <laughs> It's impenetrable and uh, annoying and long and about a niche topic. But maybe if you're listening to this, uh, it'd be for you. So check it out at actionboys.biz. It's a Patreon, but we have a bunch of free episodes that you can find if you just search around. Um, I have the Gino Lombardo Show now on Stitcher Premium. Season two has is just wrapped up. Uh, stay tuned for more news about that. But check that out. Promo code Gino for one free month. G- uh, present company, Ify, appears as yes. a doctor. And as a Nigerian restaurateur. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. That quite arguably the longest ad ever. <laughs> yep, yep. Sometimes you do a four and a half minute improvised commercial. Because <laughs> it's too fun. Oh. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, listeners, check out their podcast, their books, their Twitter feeds. I'll tag all their shit in the post about this. And as always, bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.